Uh, what's going on, guys? Um, we are back. Uh, it is, you know, I actually said to myself before this podcast that I was going to get better at introducing myself because there might be people who listen to the podcast for the first time and they have no fucking clue who I am because I just don't introduce myself. So I am Porter, your host. Uh, yeah, and- you should introduce yourself more. <laughs> like, honestly, like, yeah, you're I- the one. you're the one who started this and then asked me to be your co-host and i like jumped at the opportunity to do so we need to hear your voice go thanks man i really appreciate that i i need <laughs> I, I need to hear that sometimes you know no yeah 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 <laughs> we we want to the streets want to hear you like so i am porter aka trill uh at trill bro dude and i am here with jason aka at jason buford what's going on jason what's up now the fact that you're saying like our names and stuff like that i kind of don't know how to respond <laughs> i was like yeah what's up bro <laughs> yeah that's my full name you just put it out there for everyone <laughs> well, so to hear for people i for people who haven't listened um me and Troy have like an actual personal friendship so like this is like you know what i mean so like we, we like i've stayed at this guy's house before so it's just like a thing like you know what i mean so you'll hear me call him trill and not like Porter, because like for me, he's like that's his nickname. For me, like that's that's who he is. So, <laughs> well, if it well if it makes you feel any better, my real name isn't Porter either. That's my middle name. No, so I, no one yeah, will well, ever yeah. know what my real shit is, but they know what yours is now. They know your full government. I put my full government there. everywhere, so it's like I deserve it. Honestly, it's true. You you're living on the fucking edge with that. I could never, based on my my fire ass tweets, I could never associate. With- <laughs> my dad's on my Twitter. Like who gives a fuck? <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's less my my dad and my mom that I'm worried about it. It's more uh, employers and the government and, you know, <laughs> no, but but seriously, um, it's funny that you that you said that, because when uh, you had Freddie Gibbs tweet out your article a few weeks ago, yeah. I was like, damn, that's sick because your name is like entirely so it's like. Freddie Gibbs knows who you are kind of now. I, like, I, I highly doubt he will ever be sending me like any like gifts or anything. But when he tweeted that, it was really funny because people were like, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was incredibly exciting. And uh, if you haven't checked that out, I'll put it in the description for this episode. Jason basically wrote an article about why Freddie Gibbs is better than MF Doom. And Freddie's one of those guys that's very tuned into what people are talking about online, especially when it's about himself. So uh, it was really cool that he read the article and tweeted it and basically called himself the best rapper alive uh, in the tweet. Uh, So... Today, we actually are eventually going to talk about that Freddie Gibbs project uh, bandana in a little summer recap episode. But today, we're going to go a little bit more full form on an album that came out recently, uh, which was So Much Fun by Young Thug. Um, And longtime listeners of the pod know we are Thugger stands. He's a guy that we have talked about before in smaller capacities, larger capacities. I remember uh, me saying that I actually think like his sacrifices verse is one of the best verses I've ever heard. <laughs> like guest features, you know what I mean? And like, so we're big Young Thug people. We love Young Thug. Yeah, and 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 I think that uh, you know when we've talked about it before, it's it's normally that that run that he had in the middle of the decade, 2014 until around 2017. When he was killing features, he was dropping multiple albums a year. He was really everywhere. Although, if you weren't really tuned into the trap scene, the, uh, you know, the Twitter.coms. Uh, Young Thug is really pages. big on Twitter. He's not that big, He's like, huge. on the street. Right. Not like, not like on say- the street, like, like the way us rap fancy on the street. I mean, like, on the street is if you just were walking down Madison Avenue and you ask people, do you know who Young Thug is? A lot of people might say no. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely true. I would say up until recently, um, most people didn't know who Young Thug was. I actually think 
that uh, that Havana feature did a lot for him that he had. Um, they play that song was... at my job all the fucking time. Jesus. Well, I only say that because I was talking to a coworker who listens to rap music, but like the funny enough, very different from what we listen to. One of the artists that she listens to is Machine Gun Kelly. And Yo, I thought you were he... going to say like Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. She, I'm sure she might listen to Lizzo, but I know that she listens to like a, a few different people um, that we aren't too fond of. But she knew Young Thug because of the Havana. That's feature. interesting. So that, put, that put him more in uh, the mainstream's consciousness. I think that song was a top five hit. It was on commercials. It was on the radio. So that kind of got him a bit more recognition with the mainstream audiences than. A few weeks ago, he uh, about two months ago, he drops this single, The London, with J. Cole and Travis Scott, which is actually the outro to this album, yeah. which gets him a little bit more buzz. Um, and he's finally starting to get kind of the attention. It's kind of crazy we... to think about how J. Cole is a much bigger artist than Young Thug is. I would say it's weird to think, especially considering that J. Cole makes music that isn't aimed towards a certain sound that's popular. Exactly. He makes, like, incredible... J. Cole makes, like, an incredibly amount of, like, just regular old-school rap music, right? And, like, somehow he's manufactured that into being, like, a big pop star. He literally, like... For all those jokes about, oh, he went double platinum, like, it's kind of crazy that J. Cole went double platinum. Like, if you look at our album, like, 24... uh, What's uh, uh, 2014 Force? 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 2014 Force Hill Drive. Like, it's not, there's not, it's boom bap soul samples. And like, you know what I mean? There's there's no special type of production on this. There's no like poppy production on this. There's there's no like, there's not really a lot of trap production on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah. And up until the last two projects, that's been the same thing with it. Right, right. And where you look at Young Thug, it's like, okay, like, this is trap. I mean, it's beautiful. Thugger's Girls has a little bit of, uh, you know, different type of stuff on it. Not only trap, it's got a little bit of R and B on it. It's got a little bit of, of rock on it. It's got a little bit of country. Like, country on it. And like Young Thug's not like really progressing to mainstream as we've hoped. Whereas J Cole's doing that, and he's selling millions of records. Now that could be like a label thing for Young Thug. I think I think that there's something to be said about organically growing a fan base online. And I think that J. Cole, another guy I can think of off the top of my head who's done this is Logic, um, where they might not be pop stars necessarily, but they have gained such a crazy, rabid fan base from just years of putting out mixtapes. Future's done that. Their... Yeah. 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 Future's the same Future's way. Future's done that. I, when it comes to like the Twitter thing, I always say like future, I feel like future is like the God of like trap Twitter and young thug is like the Jesus of, of uh, trap Twitter because it's like everyone on there will talk with like every person who likes trap music, who likes contemporary hip hop is talking about future when a future project drops thug, not quite as uh, popular, but I think everyone respects his genius, respects what he has done for the craft for sure and it is funny that it took him you know five or six years to really break through especially now with this album like you said j cole executive produced it travis scott and j cole are on the outro the song comes out a few weeks ago and it's already a huge hit um you know it's got like over 150 million streams on spotify um, for a song that came out, what, three, three months ago, uh, it blew up pretty quickly, which you're not used to for a young thug, uh, for a young thug song, even though he was kind of piggybacking off the two bigger rappers that were on the song. This isn't the first time that young thug is, has had big songs with other artists. Right. Like he's had some tracks with future. He's had some tracks with Travis Scott. He's had some tracks with Migos. Like it's, it's not like he isn't on big projects. He even the weird thing about it was like the little baby and Gunna, who are clearly disciples of Jeffrey, are like bigger than him in some ways. Like they've had like uh, drip so hard was the track that they had last year. Drip so was that hard. the song? Yeah. 
Yeah. And like that song charted higher than any Young Thug song has ever. And their album outsold any Thug album ever. So it's very weird that now you're getting this kind of, as Jason has mentioned before, this post-prime Young Thug. And he's finally starting to get recognition that he hasn't gotten before. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because for like a in terms of like a, me being like a fan of Young Thug, Bardo Six is I I think Bardo Six is better than So Much Fun, but So Much Fun is easily digestible in a way that it kind of makes sense that Jay Cole is the executive producer of it, you know? Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, I I think that Bardo Six is like the be- I think it's his best project. I think that it's it's um, one of the best projects of the decade. For yeah. sure. And I think it's his most focused project. And I think that I actually am surprised that that album wasn't the album. It put him on the map with people who really like hip hop and wanted to take him maybe a little bit more seriously because even when I remember when he first got started to get big in 2014. Is Lifestyle still his biggest hit? Thug? Yeah. No, the, the London is now his biggest hit. Oh, really? The London is, I, I would imagine it peaked at it peaked at number 12 on the billboard charts uh, earlier in the summer. So I don't think he's ever had a hit that is bigger than I'm going to check. I'm going to check. I don't, I I think you might be right, but something tells me lifestyle was like, well, lifestyle was rich gang at the same time though. It's not really thug, but something tells me that. I remember, I remember in his early days, like 2014 uh, stoner. And then I think 2015 was best friend. Um, those two songs were kind of what introduced me to Young Thug uh, as an artist. Oh, yeah. It was only it only reached 16 on the Billboard 100 lifestyle. Yeah, I think the London is 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 definitely his biggest track so far. Although he has, as we said, the Havana song. Just to live this here lifestyle. (laughs) Shit is so good, man. So that was back in 2014. But, you know, Young Thug. Anytime an album would come out, he's only selling 70,000 copies, 60,000 copies, sometimes 40,000 copies. And no one could really get a sense of why this guy hasn't broken into the mainstream, hasn't sold over 100,000 copies. People were criticizing his record label. People were criticizing. And now, so much fun's here. Huge hit on it. First singles. A huge People hit. love criticizing cash money anyway. True. Well, it was more three hundred. His his management uh, that they were criticizing. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. With Leo Cohn and and I I think that some of the criticism was legit, um, especially when he was having songs that were leaking a ton, and you would hear these songs, and they would be like, "Oh, this shit's gonna be big," but then they just like wouldn't get behind the right single, and they kind of just fumbled a few. Uh, opportunities earlier in his career and now even up to this album when we you know we could dive into this mm-hmm. album now so much fun there i just off top like to me there was a gigantic fuck up by them on track three ecstasy which when i when the album originally came out three weeks ago i heard ecstasy and i was like this is the best verse on the whole album the second the second yeah. verse on there he goes fucking crazy on that on that verse and that's where the album started to really pick up for me and then two days later i go on to spotify and they replace it with a machine gun kelly verse yeah i I don't even know how young thug and machine gun kelly would work in like a in the best case scenario how does that even work like what I, i i mean like even musically it is a weird fit you're right but like the album's already the number one album in the country. Um, people love this fucking song. You put it on the your playlist of best Young Thug songs. Did on they ever Spotify. give an explanation on why they changed it? I, th- my theory is, Machine Gun Kelly was going to be featured on the song originally. He didn't get his verse in on time. The album dropped, and then he was like, "Oh shit, I want to be on this." It's. It's happened a few times. Uh, you I can thought, really I, blame Kanye. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I thought maybe it might be Kanye's doing with the whole, like, we're going to edit shit once it's out. Like, uh, you know, that type of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it, ever since Life of Pablo in 2016, when Kanye was really the first major artist to do that uh, and just, you know, have it be what he called, which I thought was total bullshit, when he was like, it's going to be like a living 
art experience. Like, no, you just didn't finish the album, then you put it out, and now you're fucking, like, editing it. This happens on almost every major project now, and to have it on here was really frustrating when I really like that verse, and now I can't hear that verse on Spotify. Like, I have to go out of my way to go on YouTube and listen to uh, It Without yeah, Machine Gun Yeah, Kelly. it's disappointing. Yeah, I mean, the, his management clearly uh, probably pushed him to do that, is my guess. Um, I would like to believe I that Young Thug knows that Machine Gun Kelly is trash. <laughs> I, 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 I can't really get a read on, like, who Young Thug genuinely likes and genuinely I know him and Future are very close. Like, that's, like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Like, Future yeah. said, like, if there's one guy in the rap game who, who I consider, like, a very close friend and Thug, like, that's gang. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, that, th- there are obvious ones, but I mean, overall, like, Thug just seems to get along with everyone in a way, and it almost seems like he doesn't particularly care as long as the music's being heard by more people. And Machine Gun Kelly, say what you will about him, but he does have a big fan base, um, and he might appeal to, although I think that, that mix w- of fan bases is not going to work, because Machine Gun Kelly's music is entirely opposite of Young Thug, but he definitely does have a large fan base, and maybe Thug just wants more people to hear his music. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Machine Gun Kelly's verse on there was fine. I, I, I actually JJ was the one I was like, eh, about. I was like, this is not very good at all. And then JJ was like, whatever. He doesn't do anything like egregious on there. No, he's um, just like not good. He doesn't do anything. He's yeah. just like there. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of there. And I think if if they removed the first verse and put him there, I wouldn't have been as mad. But they removed the second, the best verse on the album. So that made me really mad when Thug was just kind of going really insanely hard over this very cool, floaty, fucking bass-driven beat. And it was just, it was ecstasy. Like, that track was fucking fire. And I was really disappointed. But other other than that, like, I mean, like, I can't be too mad at, at a lot of decisions on here i think the majority of of creative decisions were were actually were, were pretty good on this album so i yeah they did a pretty good job yeah i mean um i like you was big fan of that verse and i was very disappointed when i had to hear machine gun kelly you know it was like a weird thing in my headphones too like you know you're expecting the young thug and you suddenly just hear like machine gun kelly's voice like, <laughs> like... <laughs> he sounds very different yeah. it doesn't sound like young thug so yeah it was very odd but uh, as a whole i mean i think they did a good job with the album i think it's good right it's not top tier thug for me i think top tier thug would be still the uh uh 1017 uh broader six the tour and the tour right so yeah. Um that's still top tier for me. Like this is probably at the level of beautiful Thugger Girls and um Jeffrey. So Okay, so I'm more my favorite projects by him are Barter Six, Jeffrey, and Slime Language Three. I think it's Slime Language Three. That's the one with with them as the intro. Slime season. Yeah. Slime season. Slime yeah. season. I'm sorry, Slime Language was fucking the the one that we talked about early in the podcast when he did the collaboration but yeah slime season three those are my three favorite i've actually realized uh over time that i prefer thug on the more ethereal kind of trippy constantly hating uh wyclef john uh kind of beats where it's a bit more experimental and less like trap heavy uh, I, okay. think, I think that he just kind of works really well over those beats. And it's not to say that he doesn't have really good trap songs, too. I mean, that's kind of his forte, right? Like, that's kind of like right, yeah. the majority of his projects are over this trap production, whether it's from Wheezy, Southside, London on the Track. He does yeah. a lot. He does a lot of projects and, and songs with them. But I find myself replaying the songs where he's doing the less traditional kind of beats even he had a feature on uh, jamie xx's album in color the song good times which was more of a kind of electronic mixed with old soul beat and i thought he worked really well over yeah, there i think my favorite part about his sacrifices verse is that it's over that t-minus track right and it's like you know what i mean and it's just like he's just like flowing over it so easily it shows off his versatility really yeah it really does yeah yeah and yeah, it really does. He's not just a trap rapper. Definitely not. It- not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But he is absolutely 
a very versatile artist, and, and and that's the main thing about Thug. Yeah, and and w- no matter what kind of production you're rapping over or what kind of things that you're talking about, everyone tends to get trapped in a box at some point in their career, and Young Thug has avoided that. I think that that is what I would say uh, in a way that it's, it's, he's more than a trap rapper, but he's more than just someone who is going to stick with one style or stick with one, you know, topic or he he jumps all over the place his voice is always different his flow is always different you're never getting the same young thug from track to track you're never getting the same young thug from album to album and with someone who has ADD like that is like fucking perfect for me like I think he is kind of the perfect contemporary hip-hop artist for someone whose brain is kind of all over the place which is why I'm surprised it took him so long to break through because millennials and Gen Z people are just like have the attention span of goldfish and like live on social media. And this guy just creates music that would absolutely resonate with those people. So, yeah, I mean, so it's really funny because my millennial turning, turning 95 ass, like (laughs) can't stand the whole, Oh, this is, you know, too long and blah, 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 blah. But young dog really does make music for that type of like moment. Right. You know, the like, things are happening at, at real time very quickly, right? And Young Thug absolutely understands that, and he just continues to drop things. Yeah, and this and project so, yeah. is a perfect example of it. A lot of the sounds on here sound like what you would hear from contemporary trap stars that are, it's funny about, uh, you know, the people that... Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's, it's, it's basically like the people that Young Thug influenced, the little babies, the... Um, you know, the Gunnas, the ones who are on even Lil Uzi Vert, um, some, some people who actually appear on this album, uh, Juice World, those kind of projects uh, are heavily influenced by Thug. And now it's kind of coming full circle where he's making a project that is a bit closer to what they might choose production wise, uh, that's similar to kind of his earlier stuff. So were there any real standout tracks on this project for you other than the one ecstasy, the original cut that we had talked about? Um, or were there any songs that like really stood out above the rest? Uh, besides ecstasy, I would go with, I loved, uh, I'm scared with 21 Savage. I, I really like that 21 Savage verse. Uh, yeah, you're Cardia, always Gucci on Scarf. I'm always, I'm always on the 21 verses, right? Like, 21, it's interesting. So 21's from the South. Imagine 21 was from New York and what the, rece- the perception of him would well, be. Well, he's actually from England, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, no, 21, we're, we're so happy you're free. <laughs> Fuck ice. We're so happy you're free. Just have some, exp- some fun on your expense. We're so happy you're free. Um, but no, I totally agree with that. With that yeah, statement. like if he was or from- Or even the no, West no, no, Coast, you- L.A. Yeah, if he was from, like, New York, or if he was from, like, any of the coastal elite, like, cities, people would think of him as, like, a great MC, right? Like, he has this, like, southern snarl to him, so, like, it's just like, okay, he's just another trap rapper. But if you really look at, like, if you really, like, in my opinion, if you really just break down his voice, the way he, like, raps, it kind of sort of reminds me of a very, like, cold East Coast rapper. You know, Young Thug, I mean, not Young Thug, 21 Savage has a very, like, winter-sounding voice. Yeah, for sure. My mother lost her life and she turned me into, my brother lost his life and it turned me into a beast. You know what I mean? Like, you can imagine, like, Prodigy saying something like that. So it's actually very interesting to me how people, yeah, no, it's it's really interesting to me how people think of uh, um, 21 Savage. But I I love that 21 Savage. Um, I loved uh, Sup Mate with Future, too. Oh my god, that song is very, very weird. Um, it was yeah. funny when when JJ texted us and said that it sounded like they were just in like a, a drug filled stupor in the studio and just yeah, it, it constantly always sounds like yeah that with 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 them too yeah, yeah. and and, and this... but that's better on a, that's a better track than pretty much uh, most of what's on Super Slimy yeah I pr- I probably prefer only one or two songs on Super Slimy to Supmate. Uh, but Supmate has an, uh, a really infectious vibe, just super energetic and kind of didn't really know what to think about it the first time I heard it because I was like, what the fuck is happening in this song? But then on repeat listens, it just does really have this really crazy, manic kind of uh, 
fun vibe at the same time it's weird it kind of straddles the line between like going absolutely insane and still having fun and just bullshitting so i thought that was a really good collab it's funny i i do think that when they tend to put an album song out it's better than their other collab tracks like the super slimy um and now they're coming out with super slimy 2 with low baby and gunna and it will be interesting to hear that and how they sound on there because here, I think you're getting very carefree version of them, which you heard a little bit on Super Slimy, uh, specifically the song Paddocky Water. Uh, I thought that was good. Uh, the one with, I believe, Offset was featured on there. Um, but yeah, no, it's good to just hear them kind of back back together, having fun, making a banger and, you know, just enjoying fucking life <laughs> because as you said before yeah, no. they're very close friends and you can tell yeah you they have they so it's it's they have good chemistry together i think i just don't think they're always at their best when they're together we'll see i mean i guess they're doing super slimy too so i mean we'll see what happens on super slimy too but super slimy has really good chemistry but they're not at their best they're just like both like kind of on autopilot Right. Yeah, that was that that was something that I think that we had mentioned before. And, you know, when you put out as much music as they do, you're not going to hit every time. You're not going to be incredibly efficient, but your highs are going to be very high uh, when you get to artists like Young Thug and Future. Um, And we've talked plenty about Future, so we don't need to go there. Uh, But the artist who's actually featured the most on here was Gunna. He's featured on the song Hot and Surf. What did you think of those tracks? I still can't do. I still can't do with Gunna. I I, I I I I still can't see it. Right? Like, I see Baby. Right? Not there's so many babies. You kind of have to specify. <laughs> I see, I I see Little Baby. I always see Little Baby. I think Harder Than Ever is a a good debut album. I really do. Um, but I never see Gunna. I didn't like Gunna's solo album. I. I can give or take with Gunna and Little Baby together. I think some of the tracks they have are good and some of them aren't. I just don't see it with Gunna. I, I, I don't see his own voice, you know? I, I, I yeah, know. I, I'm kind of yeah. right there with you uh, when it comes to Gunna. I did like these songs a bit more than I thought I would. Um, I thought that... I think Baby is so much more memorable than Gunna. Just like when you listen to Little Baby, it's so much more memorable than when you listen to Gunna. So that track, Bad, 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 the one with Lil Baby on here, you, you enjoyed that one? Um, not that one in like particular. I thought it was like solid. I, I wouldn't say it's one of the best albums on the, on uh, best tracks on the album, but I do think it's better than Gunna. Got yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like kind of in the camp of I lean towards Lil Baby more than Gunna, but I'm not crazy about either of them. Uh, but at the same time. Gunna doesn't have a line that's even as like hilarious to me as uh, if you tell me no, I won't touch her. Like I just think it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like like Gunna's not coming out with stuff that like people are just gonna like die laughing at or just gonna remember. It yeah, yeah. Right? Like, like he's not he's not yeah. making lines about asking for consent. You know. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. But in like, and way. not in a right, and not in a way that's like super like. Oh well, I'm Macklemore, and I'm here to talk about something. Right, right? like right, oh, it's just right. like yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. I thought the tracks "Hot" and "Surf" were pretty good. Um, I might be a little bit biased there because anytime Pierre B- uh, Bjorn uh, makes a beat, I'm almost always gonna like it. Uh, he made a few beats on here. This th- this is definitely a a truly curated project. Um, from the features to the beats and you know j cole and young thug did a good job of having a lot of variety and sound while still staying within the uh the trap sound so like you have some of the biggest producers on here you have wheezy you have uh pierre bourne you have Southside, uh j cole and t minus produced a track you got dj mustard on here so you got a lot of different sounds on here but i never i I thought the way that they patched everything together the album flows pretty smoothly despite having a lot of different producers and a lot of different sounds right yeah yeah it does and i think wheezy on wheezy's beat on hot i like i like that beat a lot with those heavy horns on there it was very Mm -hmm. very epic sounding um and i thought that gunna actually had a pretty good verse on there and i think I think Young Thug almost outshines everyone on here uh, as far as the features go. 
Um, but I, I didn't, there wasn't one feature that like blew me away. I did like the 21 Savage feature. I hate it. Yeah, I like the. I hated the nav feature though. I I hated that nav feature. I mean, so nav is like bad, right? Like, there's like nothing like the most. The best part about nav is all the jokes that we get (laughs) on Twitter. Yeah, it's true. Like, there's no. (laughs) The fact that he's like 57 years old and he's been rapping since. Yeah, right. Like, uh, (laughs) Nav was there when Nas went ham on a last (laughs) barbecue. Like. You ever hear those? Nav was in Nav was in the studio with Eric Sermon <laughs> in, in, in Paris. You yeah. remember those early days uh, Public Enemy tapes with Nav on them, fucking freestyling <laughs> in the background? <laughs> yeah, like you know, everyone thought that Favor Flav was actually saying things in the background, but at one point, Favor Flav like couldn't make it to the studio, and Chuck had Nav, <laughs> right? Like he had Nav. <laughs> It's actually like no one really yeah, knows he's, that he's yeah. crazy influential yeah. dude you don't even you yeah. don't know anything about that <laughs> you don't understand now, yeah you don't understand every time i hear nav a nav feature i'm like why does this guy have to be like an, a thing like even i can okay I, I will i can bring up plenty of artists who i don't like and say you know what i don't like that person but i see why they exist anytime nav comes on i'm like you're more you charitable than, than me about stuff like that. But, I, I yeah. try to be. I try. I mean, I, I feel like I go out of my way to be like, mm, like, yeah, like, look, Post Malone isn't for me, but like frat kids like this shit. Okay, whatever. Like, that's fine. Who listens to Nav? Like, Nav makes trap music that, surprised. that isn't even commercial. Oh, like, I don't get it. Like, it, it doesn't. Well, it seems like everyone in the game enjoys him. But everyone right. in the he game seems also like a enjoys good guy. Like, yeah. I mean,. I would say that like everyone in the game enjoys Khaled, right? Like that doesn't that's not a good barometer for <laughs> just like an artist in general. Like artists will do things with people because it's a business and they you will do things for people for money. Right. Like you you know what I mean? Transactional so, for sure. Right, right. It's a transactional thing, right? Like, you know, I'm charging all those rhymes about I'm charging fifty K for a verse down, they're not lies. Like <laughs> Yeah, but but the difference yeah. between a figure like DJ Khaled to me and a figure like Nav to me is that DJ Khaled can make someone's career by putting him on a song now because he's so big. You know, it's not like this guy, uh, you know, he did he put in regardless of at least Nav raps and like sings and like does things on songs. Like I definitely respect that more than I'd respect like a DJ Khaled figure who just is, like, a hip-hop middleman. Uh, but at the same time, like, DJ Khaled has put these guys on songs all throughout their careers and gotten them on some of the biggest hits of their careers. Like, Ace Hood wouldn't have a huge hit without him. Fucking, uh, you know, Chance the Rapper started getting on his shit when he was, was starting to blow up. When people wouldn't put Kanye on tracks, he put Kanye on tracks. So it's like, you... I understand the appeal of a DJ Khaled more as a guy who can elevate your platform more than a guy like nav who almost always at least shouldn't be as popular as the artist that he's collaborating with if that makes any sense yeah (laughs) like there's no way that nav should be as popular as young thug like nav sells as many records as young thug and that's fucking crazy to me um does he actually nav's last album sold like a hundred thousand copies its first week and this young that also yeah, could be that also could be a, a, a city of Toronto thing. Like, true, <laughs> true. He did, yeah, that's definitely you know? true. Yeah. yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, being one of the only South Asian rappers definitely helps from a commercial, like, uh, just a market marketability standpoint. And maybe it's maybe it's just something that's kind of beyond me. Um, uh, and just being a white dude like that just listens to to hip hop, not really getting that. But but my thing with Nav is like, I don't know. Like every time I hear him, it's just it's just like this this doesn't need to be on here. But that's beyond the point. There there are some other features on here that are really solid, and then there are are some that aren't great. Um, the Nav one being specifically, I actually weirdly I like speaking of an artist I don't like, and you can listen to the Juice World episode. I shit all over that album, but. I like the Juice World track. He's not his verse is very short, which was good. But Young Thug yeah, spazzes it, on that. It's very, it's very best to keep it um, short with Juice World. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he he kind of he kind of kills that track. And J Cole and T minus made that beat, and I was I was really surprised. Uh, how much wait, wait the, which one did J Cole and T minus the make? mannequin challenge? 
Wow, I didn't know that. I thought they only made the London. That's just... No, uh, the London was just T-minus. Uh, Mannequin Challenge was J. Cole. Actually, J. Cole, as a producer, he only is on Mannequin Challenge. I'm surprised there because I'm not like the biggest fan of J. Cole's beats, especially when he, he ventures outside of what he's kind of good at. Um, you know, I don't think he's a bad producer, but I think that uh, I was definitely surprised that uh, his style of production works so well with J. Cole <laughs> or with Young Thug. Uh, is what I'm trying to get out. But I just thought that Young Thug blacked out on that song. Actually, original, my first run through, my two favorite tracks were Ecstasy and Mannequin Challenge. And now one features Machine Gun Kelly and one features Juice World, and I do not know how to feel about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, you know, there isn't any egregiously terrible songs on here. There's not anything that I hated. Uh, there are a few that I could do without, but it's a 19-song album. I'm not expecting to like every single song on here. Uh, obviously, the Nav song "Boy Back" was my least favorite. Um, we, we never really talked about the London though, which with, was with J Cole and Travis Scott. What did you think of that song? Because I know you don't like Travis. You kind of come around on. I J- mean, I like Cole. You kind of come around. I, on I like Cole on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Cole, I think Cole is having the best year as an MC he's had, like ever in like maybe ever. Like the Twenty One Savage. The verse on the 21 Savage song a lot is very good. The Man of the Year freestyle is very good. He sounds good on even the Dream World record, right? Like, Under the Sun, for example, I thought he came out with, like, a real energetic verse. Definitely. It wasn't, like, the best verse on that track, but it was a really energetic verse. I mean, I'm enjoying him as an MC more than I ever enjoyed him. And I like him on the London, too. You know what's really funny uh, is we'll I, have a, I have a perfect we'll analogy. put it together, though. I have a perfect analogy for J. Cole. He is... He's like the hip hop version of Rudy Gay to me. Like, you know how like Rudy Gay was always like he was good, but like never like he had a few bad seasons and like he had these high expectations early in his career and he never really panned out. But now that he's with like pop in San Antonio with the Spurs, he's incredibly efficient every year. He's a high level role player. He's a solid guy to have on your team, solid vet. Like, that's what I feel like J. Cole. He's better as a utility player than he is as a star. He's good at kind of popping a beat in here and there. He's good at executive producing. He's got a good ear for beats. He can, when he really wants to, he can wrap his ass off as you, all the things you mentioned, he's really wrapping his ass off on those. And when he really wants to put the passion towards the music, you can hear it, and I think I heard it more on on that Dreamville record than I've heard it on any Cole album, maybe ever. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I I think you're you're right. I, I'm kind of surprised that you've come around to J Cole too, by the way, because I I, I, I mean, think you were always kind of a detractor. I mean, I was always I was not only a detractor; I would purposely be making fun of him quite a bit, right? <laughs> yeah. But this year, I mean, this year it's hard for me to sit here and act like he's not killing it. This yeah. year, like his his verses have been very strong. And they're, they're verses in a way that are not meant for you to see how good he is at rap, right? He's not trying to do that. Yeah. He's generally trying to enhance the song when he raps now on verses. So on the 21 Savage song, for example, when he, he's, go, he's sticking with 21's flow, he's sticking with what the song is about, and he's, at, and he's still being J. Cole himself, right? And I, yeah. I, I thought I thought I thought there's like several couplets in that track where he's really in pocket, right? Um, I, I would look up the lyrics, but it was yeah, it, no, it he, would take he, too he long. blends it. Yeah. No, yeah, the Markel fault uh, fucked up a shot. Uh, Dennis Smith, Smith Jr. Stay strong. Like he got, he has some bars on there, and like he he floats really well. And I thought he did a good job of that on here too on the London, um, where I think that he tends to fit better with beats on songs nowadays, and. He he fits better with this trap stuff than I think he ever thought he would. Definitely. And I think the fact that he has an open mind to it now, similar to a young Thug type, where it's like, the reason why I think Thug is such a good artist is because Thug has such an open mind to collaborations. He has an open mind to different beats. He has an open mind to this and that. And now J. Cole, in this later career J. Cole, where you're getting a guy who's finally opening up and collaborating with people and not looking down on people for making certain kinds of music and just being more open and honest, that is what people really respect about a guy like Young Thug or a guy like Kanye West. or a guy. And now J. Cole's finally kind of having 
a little bit of a moment like that where like he's more open-minded and he can kind of float in between the boom bap stuff and the trap stuff and he and he definitely sounds pretty good uh especially i thought his verse on here was pretty solid yeah yeah uh, i yeah, didn't like I travis's so i know ne- I, I never like travis features though I mean, I know you don't like him, so <laughs> we don't even have yeah, to Yeah, I, I, I was, yeah, no, I was avoiding yeah. even saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, little sidebar here. I don't want to go too far away from. By the way, that documentary, did you see that horrible. documentary? Horrible. Literally the worst thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I was like. I'm so glad you say that. I, you know, I like him and like, it's a long YouTube video. That's what it is. It's literally like, they just were like, there's the no. Clip, the clip where. Kylie's getting the ultrasound. He's like kind of like pressing the doctor. Oh my god, like, what are you dude! Doing? And he's like looking at it with his cross eyes. It's honestly embarrassing. I can't believe Netflix put that shit out. Dude. He's like, you're not. He's like, you're not messing up, right? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I think the doctor's got it, dude. I think he knows what he's doing here. Yeah, I, I, I I'm just like, uh, I don't know that that the fact that they put out that documentary really turned me off from from him for a little bit. Um. The funniest part of it, though, is the um, I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw like cl- several clips of it. The funniest part is when he's listening to the Drake verse while Drake is legitimately like coming at Kanye's whole life, oh, and yeah. like he's like very excited. <laughs> yeah, he has no idea that he's fucking. He has no idea. Kanye left his <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Kanye's just like checks over stripes. You're not a threat. <laughs> he's just like he's just laughing so. He's like so happy about this. <laughs> I will say, I will say one thing about uh, a, a joke I saw on Twitter uh, that was very mean. And fucked up, but I made me laugh. And it said to all the people in the Travis Scott documentary that said Travis Scott saved your life. I don't know if it was worth saving in the first place. I was like, holy shit! I, I, I think, yeah, I, I don't really get the whole. <laughs> I don't really get the whole uh, Travis Scott saved my life thing because, like, I mean, Travis doesn't even make what? like what type of yeah. He doesn't even make like deep music. Like he just makes like we don't even have we don't have to talk we don't have to talk about this. No, you know where I'm going with this. It's like Travis makes like party baggers. Like he's not making like Kid Cudi no, at least he made quite, sad music. Like it's quite hilarious to me that people are saying that, and I just like I, I don't even because I, I sound like a broken record when talking about these things, right? Like I on Twitter, like I I, I said to myself that I'm gonna mute Lizzo's name on Twitter because I keep on getting into these like talks about her and stuff like that, and like. I don't want my whole Twitter to be I'm the guy who like shits on this person and I'm the, you know what I mean I'm not trying to do right. that but I'm also the type of guy where like I can't not say things that I see right <laughs> like, yeah you gotta speak your truth and so but like but like I'm trying not to speak about him that much but like when I see that I'm just like my man have you ever heard like anything else <laughs> like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense like, like it's like i don't listen to travis. that saves your life i'm not listening to <laughs> travis scott's music because it's resonating with me on like a soulful level it's because like i want to not think about the world for a little bit if travis scott saves your life then what will future do for you like future could make you rich if that's the case <laughs> jay-z could teach you how to run a business apparently he could teach you how to run a, not, could tra- could to run a startup. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about uh, uh, the my former favorite rapper who now has dementia. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, back to uh, the Young Thug album. I like. I like a lot of this album. I'm not. I I tend to agree with you. I don't. I saw people saying it's his best album in a while, and I think. I think mm. I, 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 to me it it is it but is. He but hasn't put like, out an album in a while, bar. right? That's not like a big bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's like all his last few projects have been like pretty good, but like this is more of a full length and like I don't know. Like I I've said it before on here, and I'll say it again. I think when someone goes a long time without releasing a classic or a great album, people get very excited the first week or two it comes out. Then it will die yeah. down a little but bit. But this one's better than Ross, at least, though. Yeah, right? like, I agree. People with that. were really, I think yeah, people were hyped about Ross. This one's better than Ross, at least. Yeah, though. yeah, that's true. But also, Young Thug's much younger in his career. We think he's been around for a decade, but it's really only been like six years. Uh, and yeah. it's like he's been around six years, and he's not even thirty. So, like, I would expect that from someone. You know, this is his age twenty nine season. This is in his age thirty seven, eight 
40, however old Rick Ross is. Uh, so I would definitely expect this uh, at this point in his career. I definitely like the style he went with on here, kind of sampling from these newer sounding artists, putting them on here. I hope he doesn't come out with the Juice World collab project, but I did like their collab on here. I liked the Gunna tracks. I liked the little baby track. I even liked the song. Juice World collab already sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, I know. I mean, He's going to do it and whatever. I'll, we'll, we'll get past it. But Lil Uzi Vert, that track, I still don't quite get Lil Uzi Vert. I have said it before on here. He's from Philly, so I like to support like him, and I'm glad that he's big, and he seems like a really cool guy. But like, it's the music is just not there for me. So I wasn't a big fan of that track. Uh, you're like me. You're like me with um, <laughs> you. You're like me with Jay Critch. Like, <laughs> I don't really feel Jay Critch like that, but he's from Brooklyn, so yeah. yeah. You just gotta like like just put on for him like i'm like yeah he's cool i'm glad that he's doing well and he's one of like the biggest one new york person that i won't put on for is davey stuff like i refuse (laughs) because he represents everything that you're against so (laughs) yeah so uh yeah i i I think this is a pretty solid album um as i said before i still think the original version of ecstasy would be my favorite song on here but my since that one is now gone my favorite track is mannequin challenge um so i really like that one and then my least favorite track um was probably mm, i mentioned it earlier but i can't remember what it was uh i'm blanking off the top of my head right now but uh overall the album was solid uh not amazing not bad um good good for this point in his career i would give it out of 10 i would give it a 7.5 out of 10 um and i think it's a step up from the EP on the run. It's a step up from Slime Language, but it's not quite on par with his early career shit. So uh, I, I like it. It's good. Uh, so, Jason, what was your favorite track, your least favorite track, and what would you give it out of 10? Uh, say my favorite track was I'm Scared with 21 Savage. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about 21. I think that he is a good MC or a, just like a – Genuinely speaking, it's like a really good MC with a really strong voice. And um, I, I, I'm always looking forward to anything 21 does. So it, whether it's a feature or if it's a real project. He's so, like your new 2 yeah. chains. Yeah, I don't think he's as good as 2 chains, just as a pure like rapper. But yes, it's very similar in the fact that like I'm always going to be pumped for 21. And I'm always going to down a hill for like... No, like, listen, like, you guys need to respect Twenty One more as just like an MC, right? Not even as just like someone who makes like rap music, just like as an MC. Um, yeah, so I would say I'm scared. I would say Submate. I would say Ecstasy. We're, we're gonna go not counting the Machine Gun Kelly, and <laughs> and I like I like Little Baby too. Not the title track, not the song with Little Baby. The title. Track. I actually like the the title track a bit a bit more than I like the the Little Baby uh, feature song too. Yeah. But yeah. uh, did you have a least favorite song in here? I, I now think mine is the Nav song, the Boy Back. I just it is Nav the Nav track is not is not good. Yeah. And I wasn't really a, a huge fan of the uh, either of the gonna well, Surface pretty good, but but I wasn't really a fan of Hot and um, Mannequin Challenge. I'm not you like Mannequin yeah. Challenge. I don't really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Well, it's all right. You're wrong. So uh, I'll, I'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's it's all right. It's all yeah. right. It's all right. No, it's actually, just, just, I was surprised yeah. I liked that one. When I saw Juice World, I was like, e-, and then I was like, oh no, this is pretty good. Don't make a full like. I would give it a. I, I would. I would give it a. I would give this album a four mics. Like I think it's a four mic album. Four, so, right? like, so that's an eight out of ten for you. Yeah. I mean that's. I the guess. Math. I mean I guess. <laughs> I guess that's like the math, but I don't think it like works in that type of. Same math, but yeah, I, I, I would say, I would say, so yeah. do you think it would be higher yeah. or lower? Because I guess if you're because four out of five, it only gives you so much room, whereas eight out of ten, you could go 8.5, 7.5. Which, which direction do you think I would probably go? I, I probably would go with closer to seven than eight. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I, so let's call it, let's call it 7.5. Yeah, solid post prime album. Uh, I know Jason yeah. had mentioned yeah, 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 yeah. he was excited for a post prime Young Thug album. We finally have one, and it's pretty good. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, I'm going to do a little plug here at the end. Follow us on Twitter at 808s and Bars. I started tweeting again on there. 
Hopefully you guys laugh. I had a semi-viral tweet the other day about the Jay-Z NFL thing. Go check that out. Yeah. <laughs> it got like 1,300 likes or something, so it was, it was a good Friday. Uh, he – yeah, he is um, – he's dumb. <laughs> like, like I, I, I don't want to talk about it more because we got to go, but, like, honestly, this the whole, like, kids get shot because they have, like, no – person in the home is legitimately like dam- a damaging statement to the cause. Yeah, that's like, like some white supremacy so, shit. Like, so, yeah, it's very much just like a like, yeah, mom, like Fox News trying to tear down. Exactly. It's like, it's like what people, it's like when they have like a black person on Fox News, they say stuff like that. Like, a Candace <laughs> Owens statement, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, remember that principal in the in the Cameron video when he's oh, like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. from Philadelphia. Make, I know him. You, <laughs> you guys don't make music that's like good enough for like my children. And Cameron's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like that's like that. What that that's what that statement is, right? And so, and maybe there's more context to the video because the video was only like 19 seconds, right? You know how these things work on Twitter, for sure. but. But yeah, it does not look good. Any video that I'm seeing about this NFL move looks terrible. It really like it's, if it's he just getting worse. It's getting worse and worse. Like if he had just like made the deal and then like was quiet about it, I don't really think anyone would care that much. It's just the videos that have come out and like and like the like lying about oh I talked to like oh come on man just come on Hove man just like do your capitalist thing and it's fine. <laughs> like you were doing it for years and it was fine. Like we get it. That's your ethos, and like we hate it, but like we we dealt with it. But now that but it's like now this, that it's coming in conflict with the social justice movement, that's where you're going to have some problems. It's like, yeah, it's like this man, like, come on, bro, like it's fucked. It's totally fucked, and and uh, I think that's something that I, we could... I sound like a disappointed fan right now, <laughs> but it's hard not. It's hard. It's disheartening. It's really hard not to sound like that. Like, and if you want to get more context for what we're talking about right now, go back and listen to our last episode, which was at the beginning of this prior to, you know, it was before it was like before the video had come out. Like it was like, <laughs> and it was before he put Megan trainer on the, uh, on, on like this, this new concert thing he's doing Megan trainer and Meek Mill. What? Yeah. I mean, my guy, no, my guy, known social justice icon and advocate Megan trainer will be uh, featured heavily uh, in the NFL's partnership uh, for social see, justice. See, I'd, I'd rather him put Lizzo on that. See, I'd be that would make, see Lizzo That would make that. sense, at least. She's in the, she's <laughs> that in, would yeah. make a little more sense. Yeah, yeah. That'd make a little more sense. Yeah. But um, so that's where we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we got some other things uh, in, in the works right now. So stay tuned. Hopefully we'll branch out a little bit from just the podcast. But uh, definitely appreciate you guys listening, and it was good talking. Another great episode. Uh, finally got to record this one, so uh, it will be out shortly, and we hope yeah. you guys enjoyed. See ya. Take care.